This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the former director of PBGC admits to taking bribes to steer contracts towards a certain company. The Office of Management and Budget gets a list of ideas to cut costs and improve acquisition management. Meanwhile, OMB may finally get a new permanent leader. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Justice Department, one guilty pleas from the former director of procurement for the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation and the president and CEO of a government contracting firm for bribery. Jeffrey Donahue of Herndon, Virginia, admitted to soliciting and receiving cash payments and other things of value, including the promise of a job valued at $1 million in exchange for steering PBGC contracts to Forcewave. Nadim Ansari, the president and CEO of the HubZone firm, firm also pled guilty. Donahue provided sample bid proposals, helped draft, review, and edit the company's bid proposal, and disclosed labor pricing estimates. When the company did not win the contract, Donahue also helped draft the company's bid protest. Here are 10 new recommendations for the Office of Management and Budget to improve government management. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Office of Management and Budget should take specific steps to increase spending transparency, to improve acquisition management and reduce costs, to lower government-wide improper payments, to strengthen cybersecurity, and to establish controls for disaster relief. These are the areas that encompass 10 new recommendations from the Government Accountability Office. GAO says OMB now has 35 open recommendations. Additionally, OMB should bring back CyberStat and TechStat sessions to oversee problematic programs. I'm Jason Miller. The president is moving Russ Vaught one step closer to becoming the permanent head of OMB. President Trump sent Vaught's nomination to the Senate yesterday after deciding in March to nominate him as the replacement for Mick Mulvaney. Vaught has been acting OMB director since January 2019. President Trump is planning to replace some of the members on the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board. Trump nominated John Barger, Christopher Burnham, and Frank Dunleavy to replace the existing chairman and two other members on the board. The terms for all five current FRTIB members are technically expired. TSP board members can serve past their congressional terms, unlike other agency boards. Still more disagreement over the direction of the Thrift Savings Plan and its international fund. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board voted last fall to move ahead with plans to move the I-Fund to a new benchmark. This benchmark tracks emerging markets, including securities from China. But a bipartisan group of lawmakers were highly critical of the plans. Now Florida Republican Michael Waltz has a new bill that would explicitly prevent the TSP from moving the I-Fund to the new benchmark. A coalition of federal employee unions wrote to Waltz and his co-sponsors urging him to drop the bill. The president sends the names of several new Pentagon nominees to the Senate. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The White House had already announced its intention to nominate Sean Manasco as the next Undersecretary of the Air Force. Yesterday, the administration made it official. Also, the president is nominating John Whitley as DOD's Director of Cost Assessment and Program Evaluation. That position has been vacant for a year since Robert Daigle left the department. Meanwhile, Michelle Pierce is the president's pick to be the Army's General Counsel. She would replace James McPherson, who's currently the Acting Secretary of the Navy. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. 
Defense Secretary Mark Esper says he will be sending a letter later this week to the Pentagon's acquisition chief to see what more the Defense Department can do to help the industrial base during the COVID-19 crisis. Esper says he's concerned about companies further down the supply chain because they're the ones more susceptible to fluctuations in the market. The Defense Secretary says the Pentagon will likely ask for more money in the next stimulus package to inject into defense businesses. DOD has changed some of its policies during the pandemic to keep defense businesses more liquid and is trying to award contracts faster to keep the work steady. Marines who will be attending military schooling this summer will need to arrive earlier than usual. New Marine Corps guidance states that Marines planning on attending the School of Infantry or taking the Combat Instructor course will need to arrive 14 days early to accommodate coronavirus quarantine regulations. The quarantine is a workaround of the stop-move order restricting service members from going to new orders until June 30th. Marines will stay isolated to ensure they do not have COVID-19 symptoms before taking the course. One of the NIH's 27 institutes partners with the General Services Administration to modernize its information technology. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Eunice Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development, the NIHCD, inks an agreement with GSA's Center of Excellence Group, part of its Technology Transformation Office. A team of experts in data analysis, cloud computing, and change management from GSA, plus contractors, will work first with the Institute on a plan for accelerated adoption of up-to-date technology. I'm Tom Temin. A bipartisan group from the Senate Judiciary Committee asks how agencies are meeting Freedom of Information Act requests during the pandemic. The four senators asked the Justice Department's Office of Information Policy how many agencies are limited in responding to FOIA requests and whether it's issued any guidance to them. The FBI's FOIA portal warns of delays for requests submitted online or through the mail. Meanwhile, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports getting nearly the same number of FOIA requests in the first half of fiscal 2020 than all of last year. A group of House Democrats are pushing for a special period for part-time transportation security officers to enroll in the federal health insurance program. Democrats on the House Homeland Security Committee have a new bill that would give part-time TSOs a chance to change their health plans during this pandemic or other national emergencies. The bill would also require the government's bi-weekly contribution to be the same for both part-time and full-time participants in the federal employee health benefits program. Part-time TSOs currently contribute a higher share towards their health premiums compared to full-time employees. Lots of confusion about emergency paid sick leave benefits at the Social Security Administration. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has the story. The Social Security Administration says it's still working with this payroll provider to make the changes needed to implement new emergency paid sick leave benefits for its employees. The Families First Coronavirus Relief Act allowed for federal employees who meet certain requirements to receive up to 80 hours of extra paid or partially paid sick leave. But employee unions say SSA is taking longer than others to make the new leave available to its workforce. The Interior Business Center says all of its customer employees can use the new sick leave, even though it's still working with agencies to program necessary changes in time and attendance systems. I'm Nicola Grisco. The Census Bureau did not finish processing background investigations on more than 10,000 employees over the past few years. The Commerce Department Inspector General found the Office of Personnel Management flagged more than 700 of those cases for major issues. Nearly 300 of those employees worked for the Bureau last year, and about 70 worked on address canvassing operations for the 2020 Census. About a dozen employees flagged by OPM for lower-level concerns hold IT jobs or positions deemed high-risk or critical. The IG says these findings cast doubt on the suitability of the decennial workforce. 
And the Census Bureau is taking a phased approach to reopening 2020 field operations. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 